0: Hey guys, so we just did a a podcast just with Sonia and I. We wanna talk about the seasons and all the change that happens as we move into fall. Our boys are four weeks into school. What kind of like little mini obstacles do we face along the way? And and we shared a little bit about our our, um, our not meeting of expectation or not feeling validated for things, little tasks that we do. So stay tuned as Sonia schools me on um, needing validation.
1: Yeah, it's all about connection and reconnecting to yourself and adjusting and pivoting to seasons in our world seasons within ourselves seasons in relationship and yes and you will hear me
0: validate
1: nick's uh, performance with shelving in our
0: home yeah. Good it's song. it's what to do with that <clears throat> all that extra mojo and mm-hmm. energy that we cultivate in our human bodies
1: yeah so stay tuned it's a fun conversation and please let us know what you think
0: welcome to the health ignited podcast with your hosts dr nick and sonia jensen
1: we are partners parents business partners doctors yoga teachers and retreat leaders
0: we promise to bring you real conversations to awaken and ignite your potential to live your best life possible
1: Join us each week as we dive into topics varying from brain health, biohacking, hormones, and longevity,
0: to relationships, parenting, meditation, and more.
1: Together, creating community and building stronger foundations for the generations to come.
0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Health Ignited. And we are officially into our fourth week of school with our boys the year. We just came off of a a summer and transitioning to school and it's been a little challenging.
1: Yeah, there's a lot going on, lots of different transitions for us as parents and also for our kids. So trying to navigate their feelings, our feelings, the world's feelings um, sometimes can feel a little bit interesting and challenging.
0: Yeah, there's a season to everything, isn't there? Yes, absolutely. And uh, if you've been following us for a period of time, you'd know that we talk a lot about variation Mm -hmm. and adapting to the variation, Um, but essentially that, you know, variation is part of life and Mm -hmm. seasonal variation is part of that and how we eat and how we dress, of course, um, the things that we do, the activities that we do, there's so much variation uh, that happens. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the seasons, the season of life and relationship, the seasons of um, your dietary intake and and some of the things that maybe you could be doing to optimize your lifestyle habits as a result of the seasons and, and maybe some more stuff on top of that.
1: Yeah. And I think why this conversation is so important is that often we hit a wall when we're trying to navigate our lives and think that everything should go as planned as we've been doing it for every day. And then all of a sudden there's a change that happens that maybe we're fighting against, whether it's um, you know changing in our schedule or our body's needs change when it comes to different foods that the body needs in different seasons. And yet we're used to our routine and it's sometimes hard to pivot. And also in relationships, sometimes there's expectation that things should feel the same all the time. And then we can kind of go down this rabbit hole of feeling maybe not enough or disappointed or all the various emotions that come up when we feel like we're just not meeting those expectations.
0: Yeah. So let's go into that a little bit. Where do you want to start?
1: So let's start with just transitioning into the fall, right? So when seasons are transitioning, so are our bodies from our microbiome to the requirements that the body has with um, food and sleep and all the different things and throughout the summer we get used to a certain routine and as the weather shifts as the time that the sun goes up and down shifts we also have to change accordingly so that we match that rhythm
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and you know you kind of said this at the beginning but we are such creatures of habit and Mm so you know, we get used to that time clock in the, in the longer days in the summer, and that usually means we're going to bed a little bit later, and those habits just tend to continue, right? And, and what we're suggesting here is that we, we are absolutely tied to our environment. So wherever possible, we want to make sure we're adapting as well and not just getting stuck in a rut of a rhythm. And um, so that could look like something different for everybody. But, you know, our wake-up times typically are the same, though, wouldn't you say?
1: They are. And I think that is a result of our culture, um, social things that we need to accommodate, school schedules we need to accommodate. But if we really were moving with the rhythm of the season, I think that too would change. And we've taught courses on Ayurvedic medicine, our yoga, fasting um program and we actually teach that depending on our constitution some may need to sleep in a little bit more when it comes to fall and winter whereas others will thrive and waking up even earlier like at 5 a.m so I think it kind of goes back to that self-inquiry of if there is flexibility in your day to understand when the most optimal time is for you in that season I think that's the thing that will change our relationship to the changes that are happening
0: yeah it's it's interesting because I think you know if we were all to sit back and and think what would be the perfect life that we could create for ourselves, I think it really would be one that was more harmonious with the natural rhythms of what's happening in our environment um but with the the typical constraints of modern life and work and uh to do lists and obligations, it's not always easy to match that ideal dream life into to reality mm-hmm. so um, you know, part of me wants to go like, well, why don't we just create that dream life and so that we can just get up when we want to. And the other part of me goes, well, our kids are in school. Yeah. And, you know, we open our business at a specific time, you know, during the weekdays and whatnot. So like, what, what do we do with that information?
1: Mm-hmm. So I think that's where the, some of the lifestyle hacking kind of comes into play and we control what we can control. So one of the things that we can control is our food and how we navigate the change with food. So you might just discover within yourself that as soon as the fall shows up, you're craving soups and you're craving uh, maybe more of those root vegetables. And you wanna start listening to that because often maybe we're stuck in a certain way of eating, maybe we're eating more raw. And um, when we're in that mindset of eating a certain way all the time, it can be really hard to shift out of it. So understanding that there's a reason behind it, because now that we're moving into colder months, our enzymes are changing, the microbiome's changing, the body's working a little bit harder to digest food. So if the way to optimize that is to eat food that's already pre-digested, so that's soups and stews and things that are going to be really easy for the body to transform in your digestion.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned like the microbiome changes, and I think it's important to maybe discuss that a little bit. I mean, we don't have our research papers out in front of us, but these are things that we definitely take a look at very, very regularly. Um, But it, it is interesting that you get a different makeup of microbes depending on the temperature, depending on the amount of time that you're spending outside. And, and um, I mean, along with that, obviously is also say you're going to do more gardening, you're going to actually be in the soil, maybe a little bit more in the summer than you would, you know, during the fall season. So there, there are like exposures, I think that are, are more obvious, but the things that are less obvious are that circadian clock, the, the light, the change of temperature actually has an effect on how we break down our food and the kind of bugs that grow. Right. Um, Zach Bush talks a lot about carbon Mm -hmm. cycling too, right? You know, so as, as we get closer to fall, we have a bountiful amount of leaves and there's a lot of photosynthesis going on, a lot of carbon and oxygen exchange, but as we move into the fall winter season, there's a lot less greenery around, which means that carbon levels actually rise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we see the, you know, the typical cold flu season actually correlates with this You know massive upsurge of carbon which isn't a bad thing it's just a reality of our northern hemisphere life that we're going to go through uh larger scales of this ebb and flow of carbonation um throughout these winter months
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so again just these intricacies these changes but if we actually start to watch nature and start to understand how she's always changing it gives us insight into our biology as well because we are always connected So when we start to understand that relationship, we too then can move with us. So food is the first place to start, if anywhere. So, you know, bringing in those warming meals, um, warming teas throughout the day, just to kind of signal your body that, hey, I I got you. Like, I understand that things are about to change and I'm going to change my habits to help support you.
0: Yeah. I love that. And, you know, it's, we know that we can break down carbohydrates more effectively when there's more sun out mm-hmm. and it has to do with this entire relationship that we're speaking to. And so now it's not the time to crush all the sugar, especially throughout the winter months. Really? Like, you know, we, as we move into the winter months, it's really more about this, you know, ketosis kind of state, this higher fat, moderate protein, lower okay, what about
1: Thanksgiving? What about Christmas? What about all the things that show up and all the birthday parties that kids go to during the school year that there's, this uh, life, yeah. bountiful <clears throat> of opportunities to indulge
0: indulgences and and um teases are everywhere mm-hmm. there's no doubt about that yeah i don't know what to say that's that's a it's <laughs> a modern uh that's a reality of being in this Well, we do know what to say because
1: in. we teach teach variation with food throughout the month we teach variation throughout the week so maybe those those days are your feast Peace days day, yeah Right. So that way we can take this um, relationship out of the picture of it being too daunting to serve the body what it needs. So we can bring, bring our lifestyle practices with us, even in those moments where there's, you know, family getting together and these gatherings. And that's the beautiful thing about fall and winter is that the coziness that happens. And with coziness, even in our house comes more baking, right? But there's options in how you bake and what you use ingredients that you use and also in variation in how we eat.
0: Yep. Yeah, I see where you're going with this now. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to make it simple and trying to make it doable. Yes. Is, is really the answer
1: yeah and okay. nick doesn't do simplicity that's why he didn't clue in
0: <laughs> to
1: what i just started there
0: uh some would argue that i'm mostly simple-minded this is true yeah it's uh, present company included uh and on that note we're going to talk a little about seasons of relationships mm-hmm. you know because i think it's important too it's like you know in a relationship. It's easy to get stuck in a rut of you know everything's going to be amazing, and uh, and then there's there's ruts where we get into when things are challenging, and I think you know you can same use the same principle with um, relationships as you do with your food, and that you, you find a new rhythm. You know you're you're working with a new set of you know environmental influences and and different challenges, like Sonia for example definitely likes to use her um, weighted blanket more often. So there's less cuddling typically in the wintertime, despite the fact that you'd think there'd be more cuddling. Right. Right. (laughs) Because it's getting colder. Well, weighted blanket
1: (laughs) equals better sleep, equals more energy, equals happy wife throughout the day.
0: Yeah, no, totally. I'm just using that as an example. But but I think the point I was really trying to to make is that, you know, I think it's often that we make decisions when we're in a, a low likability factor with our partner and you know let's say there's a challenge that comes up and the challenge maybe you know something that that's triggering one of the individuals and then we sort of wrap a story around what that what that meaning is for for us in relationship and i think it's important to understand that there's just an ebb and flow to every, every relationship. And there's a time for, you know, maybe being a little bit more internal and and where we may see that as the other person being the problem, maybe it's more that we need that internal time to really reflect on what's going on. And then we have a more outward expression where we we want more attachment, we want more closeness, what have you. And I think it's just important to recognize that about ourselves and not make decisions about, you know, who that part partner is for us or what they mean to us in, in every moment and, and make sort of a generalization when we can actually just be in an experience of, I feel more internal right now. and But we can interpret the internalization as wanting to push someone away. And um, those are interesting dynamics, I think, that show up in relationship.
1: Yeah, so I think the solution really is to understand your own rhythm first and then being able to communicate that rhythm Because it's going to be quite the challenge if the two are on different um, routines, rhythms, and have, again, that expectation that the other one is in the same place. So, for example, you know, I talk a lot about women and their rhythm throughout their monthly cycle. So, there's this misconception that our libido should be high all the time. And, But in reality, our hormones, our estrogen and our testosterone are going to be higher after menstruating towards um, ovulation. But as soon as ovulation occurs, that ship has sailed. So those last two weeks, it's really challenging for the woman to be in that state. But there's this expectation within her, maybe even from her partner and Life, when it's happening around her, can feel a lot more challenging, more than it would the first two weeks of her cycle. So that is the last thing on her mind. But then often the narrative is, what's wrong with me? So when we can start to understand our rhythm, we can then, and I know we've done another podcast on this where we talked a bit more on that relationship, is then you can communicate. With your partner and then there's an understanding so then you can come together and create a rhythm for your relationship and then you know there's that the weekly cycle there's the monthly cycle and then there's like the cycle of life like when you're in the season of the beginnings of your relationship how you respond to one another is going to be very different and as you know life happens as children come into the picture and you're pivoting and shifting always then that season may change. It may change into a season where you're kind of individual and partnering together and like doing life together. But maybe this is where, you know, you're not going to have the same um, tingles as you did in the, the beginnings. And it doesn't mean that they're gone. It just means that your attention has shifted just as when summer moves into the fall, it doesn't mean summer is never coming back. It's just our attention has to shift a little bit. mm mm-hmm. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. Did I um did I say thank you? I think I
1: you think were I, going I to. I think I was going to. I,
0: I, I was saying thank you inside. And I was mm-hmm. and I I'm, I'm actually just acknowledging just you know the people listening to a conversation like this. And and the hope is is that we reflect on it and you know not beat ourselves up about the moment that we're in, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's in a good moment and then we're, you know, nothing can harm us or you know feel like we're indestructible or we're in a vulnerable place where things feel a little more challenging and and a little more rocky and i think it's important to just recognize that there's just again to your point there's a season to everything and you know maybe it's a strategy thing so let's let's talk about that second half of a woman's cycle when there's less desire for intimacy like maybe there's different ways to connect with your partner in that time so what Mm -hmm. what would that look like
1: I think that would vary for every relationship. Maybe that's uh, making conscious effort to have date nights. Uh, Maybe it's a conscious effort to have moments in the evening where you're connecting and talking and dreaming together. So maybe there's just more conscious effort to do things a little bit differently. So the intimacy is coming from a different place instead of a physical place. And maybe that would leave to lead to something physical because then the woman's oxytocin is being supported. Her progesterone is being supported because now her stress levels are down. Now her nervous system can relax. And that's the only way really to get her in that space of higher libido.
0: Mm -hmm. Cool. And then for men, like men, I think we have more of a volatility to our hormonal cycle. You know, we've talked about like sort of the irritable male syndrome where we can be going up and down our testosterone through the day. We can, we can be sort of in a, in a rut one moment and you know, the next moment we can be feeling fantastic. And so there's a little bit more volatility, which is why I think men can kind of move into expectation because since we're feeling good, like everybody else must be feeling good too. <laughs> right. And I think that's, you know, there's an opportunity to use that energy for something creative or something to get something done. Like this over the weekend, I had in my head that I had to put these shelves in our boy's closet. And it's like, I didn't want to do anything or it's not that I didn't want to do anything else, but I just really wanted to get that done. And this feeling of productivity, like, you know, maybe if we're not getting that, same intimacy or that same level of libido from our partner maybe it's just time to put that energy into something creative and constructive and it could be lots of different things it could be obviously exercise it could be um you know maybe you got a garage you like to work on cars maybe that's what you're doing um and for me this weekend it was putting up a shelf uh, a couple and it was fun i actually really enjoyed it and uh, of course we're i'm looking for a reward afterwards i'm i'm still waiting to hear um, how it turned out as far as like, how did you see-
1: I looked at it yesterday. No, yesterday. no, I already looked good. at it.
0: I just, I don't think I got the, any sort of response yet. Cause I showed the boys and, and then I just have, this is actually the first time I've, we've talked about it.
1: No, I yeah. looked at it in front of No, me no and no. said it was good. Okay. looks good. Awesome. This is a whole other podcast that we have to do on <laughs> love languages. <laughs> now some people. That's funny. Cause like the affirmation. first. Affirmation
0: to be the first time uh, we talked about it was actually when I was putting the kids to bed last night. So we didn't actually look at it together to be fair. Right. Okay. So anyways, this is, uh, this is life right here. It's an example of like (laughs) um, people seeing different stories of something similar, but anyways, not
1: meeting expectations.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So here, here we are sharing, you know, stories of like the season and relationship, you know, how we move from like, joy, to happiness, to frustration, and, and like uh, disc- or mis- misconnection, disconnection, and, and how to like sort of navigate back through. So let's say people are stuck in a, a more state of disconnect and wanting connection. It doesn't have to be physical, it doesn't have to be intimate, but how do we start to nurture that sort of uh, reconnection time as the season is shifting?
1: Well, I think it comes with reconnecting with yourself first. So as the season is shifting, getting your lifestyle in check where you're doing the things that you need to support yourself so you feel very steady in your body and in your mind. Like, for example, I'm hugging a cup of tea right now, and this is my go-to. I guess it's all year round, but it's definitely more in um, the colder seasons. So having things in your life and incorporating them so that you feel good about your body, your mind, your emotions, so then your cup is full enough to give to the other. Because if you're gonna come from a place where that's not a possibility because everything's being drained out of you and this pivoting is, t- is becoming a real challenge, it's gonna be harder to understand those um, expectations that are coming from within instead of from the outside world. So planning ahead. I think when the season's about to change, okay, well, what are what's my checklist? Like, what are the foods that I'm gonna change? Moving into the next season, what are the what's the sleep hygiene that needs to shift for this coming season? How do I get my whole family on board so everybody is being served in this new um, routine?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And something, one of your superpowers though is to really is really listening to your body. Mm-hmm. That's something that you're really good at. So it, it is like is really good at just honoring and and having clear boundaries around what's what's okay for her, what's not, and like. When she needs something, it's like she she will honor that. So, you know, whereas I'm just using myself as an example. If my feet are cold, um, I don't always go and put the thicker socks on. I don't make myself a cup of tea necessarily, but if you're feeling cold, like you'll you'll like take action right away, right? You'll you'll get the tea, you'll get the really thick socks on you'll do some stuff um, to, to, you know, it's, it's, I, I really appreciate that, but you, because you're actually, you're listening and you're doing something about it. And I think that there's many little things like that that might show up in people's lives where they're kind of like, Oh, that's kind of annoying. I'm just going to kind of suffer through it. I'm just going to deal with it, you know, mm-hmm. or, or, and when we all have an opportunity, like, you know, the same thing with food, you know, I'm not feeling well because I ate a boatload of sugar or I ate too many sweets the night before. And I'm just going to do the same thing again, because it's like, actually feeling this void it's feeling this emotional need that i have or, or what have you and and really like maybe filling your cup in that moment is is going you know maybe it's just time for a little bit of tea mm-hmm. um you know what am i actually feeling i think it's an opportunity you know i think that you do very well is to reflect on what's going on like what i'm actually feeling what do i need in this moment you know as opposed to like how do i just not deal with that thing
1: mm-hmm. well, i think the bigger thing is or um in that is that we've lost trust in that voice mm-hmm. So we don't often listen to it. We push it aside because, you know, since we were children, we're told what to do. We're told what our schedule is instead of listening to what's going on. And I still catch myself with the boys, because they will sometimes tell me I'm not hungry right now, but but it's dinner time, right? But it's lunchtime. So now we got to do this. And so we're already training them to not listen to their cues, but to listen to the schedule that's been set out for them. And it's not an easy thing to shift out of it, but I'm definitely recognizing that that happens often as parents, that we forget that they also are, they're more tuned in than we are. And we do need to have conversation around that, not that... Um, Because, you know, kids are kind of funny. They may say they're not hungry, but they actually are And because they're just so busy doing what they're doing. But just, you know, taking a pause and recognizing that moment for what it is and seeing if it's actually them listening to their intuition and are we shutting that off? So if forever we have been told this is how things are, we're not going to listen. But when we do start to listen, we build that trust back. So now we're trusting ourselves, we're trusting our intuition. So, you know, putting the socks on and getting a cup of tea may sound really small, but it's actually really big because you're going to change your relationship with who you think you are and how you should operate
0: and how you nurture yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that kind of brings this conversation full circle because at the end of the day, like when we're appreciating the seasons of life, um, that's where we really need to anchor into our trust
1: Mm -hmm. and And, and the
0: skills of listening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think it always goes back to connection. We've disconnected for a long time from ourselves from nature from all the things and community. the more community the more we bring that back into our lives and understand the importance of it the easier it gets and then it's just it's just is you don't even have to think about it
0: yeah and when you're feeling triggered by someone yourself your your significant other you know try to try not to push away you know try not to be in that force of resistance just like with the season like uh, I'm I'm, not, I'm a bigger fan of summer than I am winter, typically, although I love a lot of outdoor w- winter activities. But if I had to choose one, I'd probably choose summer. And we can be in resistance to just that experience of the change, right? So, you know, just like with the food, with your partner, with relationships, you know, notice where you have a preference, um, but you don't have to live there, right? You can just recognize that there is a preference. You prefer joy and happiness connection all that stuff but there's a lesson to be learned when we're not in the preference
1: because mm-hmm. it's going to keep happening around you yeah the winter will come winter is coming <laughs>
0: <It> sounds so <laughs> ominous <I think> of <laughs> it's game like of game of
1: thrones yeah you can't stop it so what do we do do we resist it or do we move through it
0: yeah yeah so we don't have to sit in our preference we can appreciate the preference yeah sit in our trust
1: and not have expectations of another to validate.
0: I think we're talking about <laughs> the shelves right now. Um, we kind of are. We kind of are. Yeah. Use, you can use the shelves as a metaphor for life.
1: You can. Yeah. You can yeah. just
0: celebrate the victory and completion without mm-hmm. looking for validation outside yourself. Thank you mm-hmm. for that teaching. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Simple yet profound.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you, yeah. you see it. Look behind us, guys. If you guys are seeing it it's on some video, that's my amazing wife uh the superhero right next to me that's her book it is available on december 7th -hmm. or it will be released to the public on december 7th
1: but you can pre-order now on amazon or womanunleashedbook.com
0: and other news uh we're in the middle of our metabolic fix program which we run quarterly typically and uh, we also connect with our people on our Health Ignited membership.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so going back to that reconnecting and community is this community that we've created online. has been amazing, yeah. especially in the times that we're in right now. So being a part of a community and supporting one another, I think, is the way forward. Yeah. yeah so so uh, join us.
0: Take action, mm-hmm. right? Okay, lots of love to all of you, and I love you. You
1: too.
0: Thank you for that teaching. Even the shelves. Yes. <laughs> uh, take care, everyone.